I intended on keeping on target this morning as far as my notes are concerned, but as I sit here and listen to the music and all that goes on with fairly sharing with one another, don't expect me to speak speak right on the line for line. Can I get an amen? amen. I hope to do within the appropriate message, hope to be on par- target, I don't know why I'm saying that. So let me get started, and you bear with me. One of the things I noticed that people were clapping and raising their hand and enjoying, can I get a witness? And that's what I'm feeling the Holy Spirit is leading me to do. You might call it impromptu, you might call it random, but here goes. In Acts 10, 34 through 69, and you will notice that that asterisk behind that 69 or in front of it, Peter began to address both Jews and Gentiles as to the nature of salvation. So let's step up to the plate. Can I get a witness? Stepping up to the plate. That's what Peter did. He had a message to deliver. Opening his mouth, Peter said, I most certainly understand now that God is not one to show partiality, but in every nation the man who fears God and does what is right is welcome to him. 36, the word which he sent to the sons of Israel, predicting, sorry about that, preaching peace through Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. I'm going to be emphasizing that last verse the word which he sent to the sons of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. Yes, just as Peter must have studied and looked over the message he was going about to deliver, we too, I know there's no we there, we are much encouraged too. To do what, Brother Bruce? Study. Study to show ourselves approved unto God. A workman that needs not to be ashamed. Of course, that's the King James. Rightly divining the word of truth. Here's the web version. Give diligence to present yourself approved to God a workman who doesn't need to be ashamed properly handling the word of truth. I don't know why that's behind there. I couldn't get rid of it, but that's okay. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed accurately handling the word of truth. Number four. Question. I'm going slow as I can. Does at least one healthy meal fit 
your life food style, does the same be said of your daily Bible life food? Have you room in your lifestyle? What are you talking about, speaker? Does this rule? I don't know what's wrong with me, right? I don't know if you have room in your life to read the word just as you and I have our daily breakfast. Can I get a witness? How are you doing with your diet? We eat every day. We have a good, healthy breakfast, supposedly. But many of us, when it comes down to the word of God, you can leave it go for days. I'm hoping that you will change your modus operandi, that it will become a central figure in your spiritual life, the word of God. The question is, how shall we escape? I'm talking to you, Christians. How will we escape if we neglect? I'm going to tell you right now. It is necessary. Don't neglect God's awesome, holy word. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? Which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. Hebrews 2 5, 2 3. How are you going to escape? And this lies ahead, so I might as well say it now. Do you know that you get a reward for faithfully studying the Word of God? Can I get a witness? Yes. God wants to give you a reward for His Word. And yet many of you, that's right, I don't know who I'm talking to, but many of you, you have no respect. Maybe that's too harsh of a word. You have no time for the Word of God. You got time for a football game. You got time for a basketball game. You got time to get up to But no Word of God. Getting quiet in here, Pastor. Number five, the meaning of the message. Peter proclaimed that the glad time is a mutual peace by Jesus Christ, the great ambassador of peace, who after the, uh, his abasement, being exalted to his kingdom, to become Lord of all. And I want to tell you, and I'm, I'm going to cite it, this message about those verses. He is Lord of all, and we'll get to that. Not of the Jews only, but of the Gentiles also. And under that canopy will manifest the riches of his mercy unto all that call upon his name. Number seven. Furthermore. Look out when a preacher says, furthermore. This Sunday, Sunday's decorum seeks to elaborate on Acts 10.36, which 
maintains the word which he sent to the sons of Israel. Now I want you to know I'm going to be repeating myself at least three or four times with the same connotation. What do you mean by that? Preaching peace through Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. Yes, Peter proclaims preaching peace through Jesus Christ. And Jesus is Lord of all. He was not Lord of all. He is Lord of all. Preaching peace, number eight. Good. Yes, the above two are the main focuses of this morning's message. Preaching peace through Jesus Christ. God showed the Israelites that whoever lives godly is acceptable to him, to God. No matter what nation he comes from, for he preached peace to men through Jesus Christ, who is Lord not only of one nation, that is of the Jews, but all. Can I get a witness? Oh, uh, Pastor Bruce, you got to be high echelon to talk to God. I can preach peace to the highest, to the lotus. Can I get a witness? My question to you is, have you come to him, the author and the minister of our faith, as many Gentiles? Gentile, as many as received him, to them he gave the authority to become the sons of God. Number nine, preaching peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. Preaching peace by Jesus Christ, peace, that is pardon of your sins and reconciling, I know it says reconciliation, with God, with all who believe in Jesus Christ. I don't want you to be deceived. There's only one thing that keeps you out of God's presence, out of his ultimate glory. Those who come to him by faith. He is Lord of all. God having exalted him to the to a prince and savior to give repentance and remission of alls. He is the one whom God exalted to his right hand as a prince and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. Have you been forgiven? Do you know that Jesus Christ is the one and only Savior. There is no other name under heaven whereby we must be saved. Not Buddha, not this church, not a person other than the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, Pastor Bruce, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to make my own way. May I say right now, you are greatly mistaken. There is no other way than to come through the finished work of Jesus Christ. John would say, behold, the Lamb of God, 
who takes up, and that word is pharaoh, takes up and carries away the sin of the world. Number 10. Preaching peace by Jesus Christ, the glorious sum of all gospel truths. He is Lord of all. Let me ask you, maybe you are a Christian. May I ask this solemn question? Is he Lord in your life? Can I get a witness? Or do you have this Lord on the shelf? Let me repeat that again. He is Lord of all, exalted to embrace under the canopy of his peace, Jew and Gentile alike, whom the Lord, there we go again, whom the blood of his cross has cemented even one reconciliation and accepted into God. Do you know, Christian, that each one of us has been transferred out of the kingdom of darkness and translated into the kingdom of, of God's dear son. Can I get an amen? Eleven. Where is the wise man? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not come to know God, God was well pleased through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For indeed, Jews ask for signs and Greeks search for wisdom. I don't need to be have a 40 plus, when I say 40 plus, I mean 140 plus eye clue. I don't need to know every jot and tingle. I just need to trust in the finished work of what Jesus has already done for you. 12. This is the word which God sent when he sent his son into the world, preaching, proclaiming by him peace between God and man, whether Jew or Gentile, by the God-man. He is both Lord. Yes, he is Lord over all. 13. All the prophets and ministers of the gospel, speaking to the Gentile, St. Paul says, who were afar off. Say afar off. off. I know I'm slowing down. There are some of you here who don't know the Lord Jesus Christ personally. You have no idea the horrors and the peace that passes all understanding. Well, Brother Bruce, I got all kinds of troubles. God offers you and me peace, a peace that passes all understanding. 
I'm going to go to 13 and 14. Gospelizing peace through Jesus Christ. There is no other way to have real peace. I want to ask you, in spite of your surroundings, in spite of all the turmoil you may be going through, do you have peace? You know, God desires to put a barricade around your heart. Almost this very language occurs in Ephesians 2.17 where Paul states that Jesus on the cross preached our gospel of lies. Peace to you. Every born-again Christian has a heritage of peace. Can I get a witness? What do you mean by that? Pardon of your heart, peace in your inner self, and peace with God. Fifteen. Preach peace to you, Ephesians 2.17. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off. You're too stubborn. You just won't come and get the peace that passes all understanding. You'd rather do it your own way. And it always ends in disaster. Can I get a witness? Therefore, having been justified by faith. What are you justified? By your good works? Having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace of God and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. No wonder why so many of us are without rest, without rest in your soul. It's because you don't have the peace that God wants to give you. 16. He is Lord of all. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. He is the one whom God exalted to his own right hand as a prince and a savior to grant repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. I know why I'm hesitating. Someone here, or perhaps someone, needs to know the Lord Jesus Christ. You have no rest in your soul. You're still trying to do things your own way. And it's never going to work. It just isn't. And God is still pleading to me. Come to me in the person of your son. 17. But as for me, I have installed my king upon Zion, my holy mountain. I will surely tell of the decree of the Lord. Notice the Lord is in capital letters. He said to me, you are my son. This is God the Father talking to his son. Today I have forgotten you. Listen to me, I have forgotten you. Maybe what's wrong. 
Maybe you have forgotten about the Lord. Maybe you don't include him in your everyday plans. Maybe he's just not a part of your life. You not only have forgotten him, but he's nowhere in your picture. Ask of me, and I will surely give the nations as an inheritance, and the and the boundaries. I'm going to get this right sooner or later. And the very ends of the earth as your heritage. Did you know that Jesus is the potentate of heaven and earth? Someday there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. And guess who's going to be the head of it? The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Psalm 24, 7 through 10. Lift up your heads, O gates. I was so, what's the word, exhilarated to hear people stand up and clap. To lift their voices up high. To see their heads raised in adulation. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors that the King of glory may come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. I want to make this a little bit more appropriate. And I said this before in various ways. He is the king of glory. Christian is the Lord Jesus. The king sitting on the heart of your throne right now. Or is he sitting beside your heart? Rating, waiting for you to say, and rating for you to put him number one on top. Lift up your heads, O gates. You and I should never be afraid to praise the King of Kings. And the Lord of Lords. Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. Did you know this psalm is quoted in Hebrews? Which says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. Perhaps you haven't noticed that God, the Father, is calling his own. Son, God. Check it out yourself. Can I get a witness? The Lord says to, to my Lord, sit at my right hand. If you know anything about Bible typology, to sit at one's right hand is a throne of power and authority. 
when God the Father finished his work through his son, he sat his son at his own right hand and he added these words. It, here he goes again, is finished. And when you and I tried to add our so-called good works, you are trying to uh, abort the finished work of the Lamb of God. 20. He is Lord of all. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son. And she will call his name Emmanuel, which means God is with us, as someone already uttered. 21. Declare and set forth your case. Indeed, let them consult together. Who has announced this from old? Who has long since declared it? Is it not I, the Lord? And there is no other God besides me? A righteous God and Savior. There is none except me. Did you get that? And there is no other God besides me. If there's no other God besides God himself. Who is this person who's with God? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. I'm hesitating because I want to get this right. The one who died for your sins was the one who was with God and who was God. And he dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. The glory of the only begotten of the Father. He is the one. I'm going to use this book as, a, as an example, picture for He took all Brother Bruce's sins, that's right, all your sins. And God the Father placed them on his son. And the son was willing to bear your penalty and mine. And he didn't refuse that. He said, Father, if it's your will, your will be done. Can I get a witness? Thank God that Jesus, the God-man, was willing to go to the cross. I can't hardly talk. He was willing to go to the cross 
for you and me. That's why you and I ought to be able to raise your hands and say, Hallelujah. What a Savior. Twenty-two. They will say of me, only in the Lord of righteousness and strength. Do you know that you got strength to wake up this morning because the Lord allowed you to? Can I get an amen? I'm not exaggerating when I say this. God gave you and me the strength to talk and to walk, sit and stand, to breathe. They will say of me, only in the Lord are righteousness and strength. Brother Bruce, I just can't see it your way. I want to have my own righteousness and appear before God with my so-called good works. Ephesians chapter 2 and in Titus and other parts of the Bible for by grace. Yes, there I go dwelling on grace. For by grace are you saved through faith. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For by grace, God's riches at Christ's expense. 23. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, that's Jesus, and he will reign as king and act wisely and do justice and righteousness in the land. Can you say righteousness? Do you, I want to get this right, do you inscribe your own righteousness or is it the righteousness that has been imputed to you through the suffering, the death, the resurrection, the suffering of Jesus Christ? The only type of righteousness that is acceptable to God comes through his son. Once you start placing your own righteousness in the midst of his righteousness, you're on the wrong road. 24. Daniel chapter 7, 13 through 14. 
I kept looking at the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven, one like a son of man was coming. Say coming. coming. Jesus is coming again. And I know I said it before. He's coming for his bride. The church. Are you going to be part of his coming for you? And let me add this in another way. The Son of Man, Jesus the Son, already lives in the heart of every born-again believer. He's there. But he's coming back physically. And to him, that is Jesus, was given dominion, glory, and kingdom, that all peoples, nations, and men of every language might serve him. Christian, I have to ask you, and this is interpolated. Interpolated means it's not in notes. Are you and I serving Jesus? Or are you serving yourself? His dominion is an everlasting dominion which will not pass away. And his kingdom is one which will not be destroyed. I want to get back to serving again. I did not say you weren't saved. That's not my business. I can only infer from what I see. But God knows. If you're saved, and if you are, are you serving him? Or are you serving yourself? 25. He is Lord of all. Hosea 1.7 and Malachi 3.1. But I will have compassion on the house of Judah, and deliver them by the Lord their God, and will not deliver them by bow, sword, battle, horses, or horsemen, and will not deliver them by bow, sword, battle, horses, or horsemen. Well, why are you emphasizing that, Brother Bruce? Christian, here's how you fight your battle. On your knees. Asking him, Lord, I can't do this myself. I can't manage this myself. Indeed, I cannot handle it. How about you and I dropping on our knees and say, Lord, I need your help. Behold, I'm going to send my messenger, and he will clear the way before me. And the Lord, whom you see, will suddenly come to, to his temple. Say suddenly. Someday, 
unbeliever. It's going to be your last breath to breathe. And no one knows when that is. No one knows when anyone here is going to die. Are you prepared to die? Are you prepared to be present with the body? Let me rephrase that. Are you prepared to be absent from the body and present with the Lord? Or, I don't like to say this. Are you going to be here and pass into eternity without the Lord Jesus Christ? It's a beautiful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. Say messenger. messenger. This is why it is incumbent upon us Christians to spread the good news like Peter did. Spread the good news when God prompts you to of a living Savior God who came to seek you and me and made us responsible for ambassadors for the Lord Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. All things have been handed over to me by the Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father. I want you to get this. Do you hear what he said? Listen again. He is Lord of all. All things have been handed over to me, that is Jesus, by my Father, and no one knows the Son Except the Father. Nor does anyone know the Father except the Son. And anyone to whom the Son wills to reveal him. Do you know? It takes the Son of God to tell you and me that you and I, we need a Savior. But you didn't get the other part, perhaps. Listen again. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son. No one, no created being could know the Father. No one can know the Son. Within that framework, Jesus is saying, I am I'm missing because no one knows the Father except the Son. That's incomprehensible. And I'm going to add this on, and it's not incorrect. Do you know that God the Son 
knows everything about you. He knows your heart. He knows your motive. And this is what he said in verse 27. Come to me. And I want you to notice this word. He doesn't say, come through me. He says, come to me. Why can he come to you? Because he is omniscient. Come to me, all who, not some, all who are weary. Christian, unsaved person, if you come to the living Savior, if you're weary, if you're worried, if you're downtrodden, if you don't think you can go any further, Jesus says, Come to me. Can I get an amen? amen? How are you today? How's your emotional life? How's your mental life? Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Yes, I didn't say the trouble was going to disappear. But the Son of God, the Son of Man, the Lord of glory, he'll give you rest like no one else can. <clears throat> Here's another version. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Father except the, no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does Anyone know the, the Father except the Son and anyone to whom the Father wills to reveal him. The more you and I come to Jesus, I'm going to say this from experience and I'm sure many of you do, the more you and I get to know a personal and personal relationship with him who is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. 27. He is Lord of all. What do you think about Christ? I'm only going to do this first verse. Whose son is this? They say you are the son of David, Les, let me ask you, Brother Bruce, every time you get up here, you're talking about Jesus or something about him or something he relates to. Can I get a witness? What do you think about Jesus? Is he one of the prophets? Is he just another professor, an intellectual professor, one who can tell you all about Christ? Mm. 
Hebrews chapter 1. I didn't have this in my notes, so just bear with me for a second. God, who at various times and in various matters spoke in the past by the prophets, has in these last days spoken by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. Someone has pointed out to me some time ago, I'm going to read verse 2 again, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. That word, worlds, is the Greek word, Ionius. And some say Ionus. But here's what it has the meaning of. Who made the ages? Do you know the Son of God? made time. Time itself is made by the eternal Son of God. Can I get an amen? So if he made time, he must be before time. No wonder he could say before Abraham was, I am. But let me go on to verse 3. Who being the brightness of his glory, of God's glory, and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, do you realize that the Son of God not only created time, he upholds time. He upholds the whole universe. And the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, whom by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on die. He sat down. the position of honor. Many of you know, have studied the Old Testament. The priest went into the Holy of Holies. He couldn't sit down. There was no seat. But when the Son of God, the Lord of glory, finished his work, he said, it's finished, it's complete, and he sat down. And what did he do? He purged our sins. He purged our sins. He wiped the slate clean to that. As we said in the beginning, 
you ought to be able to say, Hallelujah, what a Savior. That means, what that means, I am saved forever. Well, don't I have to keep on doing something? I'll tell you what you can do. You can praise the Lord that you're saved. He purged your sins once for all. And I'm going to repeat this. And then he sat down. A position then he doesn't have to get up and start all over again. Being made so much better than the angels. There's a lot of false doctrine going out there. And they tell you that Jesus is Michael the Archangel. He's one of the angels. But the Bible says he's so much better than the angels. Can I get a witness? Yes. I'm going to say it again. This is the one. I'm looking at the clock. He's the one who's Lord of Lords and King of Kings. He's the one who paid for your sins. Only have two slides to go. I had to cut out so many things when I made this message. It sits at the pinnacle of this message. My Lord, number 29. But the other disciples were saying to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the imprint of of the nails and put my finger into the place of his nails I'm slowing down so I can get this right and put my hand in his side I will not believe Jesus, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, had nails in his hands and one in his foot, and he hung there. After eight days, his disciples were again inside. And Thomas was with them. Jesus came, the doors having been shut, and stood in their midst and said, Peace. There's that word. The same word that was at the beginning of the sermon is here at my end. Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Thomas, Reach here with your finger and see my nails and reach here your hand and put it in my side and do not be unbelieving but believing. 
Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord, and my God, Jesus was called by Thomas. Not, oh, what a surprise. A Jew would never talk like that. My Lord. And in the Greek language, it means Thomas said to him, The Lord and my God. Can I get a witness? I'm going to say it again. The Lord of Lords and the King of Kings was my Lord. Let me ask you. Is he your Lord? Is he your God? I'm going to say it again to emphasize it. He's not just a teacher. He's not just a follower. He's not just this or that or anything that you want to name. He indeed is my Lord. My God. That if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, say heart. That's where some of you are right now. He's still up here, but is he in your heart? That if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Now I want to clarify something right now. It says God raised him from the dead. Well, how did he raise him? He bodily rose his son from the grave. Amen. I want to say something else Jesus said. Destroy this temple. John chapter 2. And I will raise it up in three days. I'm going to tell you right now, with no apology, Jesus said he raised his own self from the dead. And in Romans chapter 8, the Bible says that the Spirit of God raised him from the dead. With the heart, a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be put to disappointment. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, abounding in riches for all who call on him. Whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. The, the Lord is not waiting for the, you to wait another day, an hour, hour. 
don't gamble with eternity. Please don't let anybody tell you, well, I'll get another chance, a second chance after death. There is no such thing. Can I get a witness? I'm going to end. I got two minutes left. I want to turn to this. This is not in your notes. This is Philippians chapter 2. It's found. In this verse, if there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of spirit, if any bowels, I'm getting low, and mercy. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself no reputation. And most of you know that word is emptied himself. He emptied himself. What do you mean by that? It means he poured out himself for you and me. For you and me. Wherefore, God also highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things on earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should acknowledge that Jesus is Lord. Can I get an amen? Amen. Jesus is Lord. Lord in the highest sense of the word. What's that name? Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital G. I said G. D. He is Lord. Is he your Lord now? This is an invitation to everyone here. And I I didn't intend to give this invitation. And I'm not going to call you up here. I'm not going to do any of that. Christian, this is in two parts. I'm begging you. That's right, I, I can beg. I'm, no, I'm not so proud that I can't beg you. Are you right with the Lord? When you walk out of here, Are you going to stand up for him to be Lord of Lords? Are you going to go back to your old ways? You're just going to say anything? You're going to do anything? I'm talking to Christians. Or are you going to say, Lord, have your way. Be Lord in my life. 
and for those who are unsaved. I'm begging you again. I'm not so proud that I can't beg. Go somewhere. Privately. Get on your knees if you can. And say, Lord, I now want to have you as my Lord and Savior. Can I get a witness? Pastor, I'm done after this. I don't know why I'm hesitating so much. It must be for some reason. I just don't know what it is. But I'll say this. Unsaved one, don't lose another second in coming to Jesus. Because you and I, we never know when we're going to leave here. Can I get a witness? I'm going to say it again. I know I said it. Stop gambling. With eternity. Peter said he had a message to preach to the Gentiles. Christian, I don't know who you are. You have a message to tell about those who are lost. I'm pleading with you, and I don't normally do that, but I don't, I don't mind doing this. I'm pleading you, Christian, get right with God. And you who are lost, go to your room, go somewhere, and say, not the sinner's prayer, no, I'm not asking you to, just somehow repeat, I need to get right with you, Lord. Amen. Pastor, let's give the Lord.